1: times prophecy moves faster than our show but we'll do our best to get you caught up on all things israel we'll see how the terrorist attacks have emboldened the enemy in our country as well as around the world and when things happen on a global scale you know it's the signs of the times our weekly look at bible prophecies in the world's news for friday october 20th 2023. Our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products, might not be global, but they'll definitely help you if they can. To see if they can help, you can contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Listen, watch, read the articles, or do all three with any of our previous episodes. Share any of our shows with someone you know or ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to remind us that if you can't help worrying, worrying cannot help you, is Pastor Mark whose wife asked him to go shopping and buy a carton of milk, and if they have avocados, get six. Pastor Mark came back with six cartons of milk. She asked why. He replied,
0: because they had avocados. (laughs) Now that's... That's maybe even something that I might do. No, no I'm just i <laughs> <laughs> pretty literal. That, uh, yeah. that, no, that wasn't delayed, that's... but that was funny. I like that. <laughs> that was good. I like that. You know, I, I, um, that's, I could share some stories, but I won't take time. I, yes. <laughs> I figured you
1: could. Yes, that I, was a good one. I didn't want this to hit too close to yes, home. Yes, that's all right. That was close, good. close enough
0: to elicit yes, a laugh I'm very literal, you. and so yes. I've done some funny things. But not that one, but I've done some stuff that's, that's pretty right. interesting. All
1: right. Well, it is uh, good to be here, and Pastor Mark, is always, good to have you here. Great to be here. Uh, Before we get into the articles, give us the overall global update on what's happening with Israel and her enemies.
0: Yeah, and we're going to, again, Greg, as you mentioned before, we're going to get these articles and and we'll describe a lot of this. I'm not going to go into uh, all the details of everything, but there's some things that we don't have in the articles I want to catch our listeners up on. And I know that whenever you guys turn on your radio, you want to get an update of the latest and what's going on, and and we'll cover what we can through the show. But I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, the uh, two things, the hospital bombing, um, uh, you know, that was that went off? I say hospital, only parking lot now, uh, which ended up being very irrefutable evidence uh, by satellites and by tracking and everything. Even stuff. You, I mean, you, you, as a normal person, I was able to go online and see a lot of see, stuff. Yeah. Um, it was obviously not Israel. Uh, it was an errant, and 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 really, I wondered whether or not Islamic Jihad meant to do it because I could see them doing something like that. But it doesn't appear that they meant to do it at all. Uh they 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 oftentimes their technology is not that great. As you know, a lot of people got upset, you know, when the when this happened and said Israel is bombing has bombed, uh, you know, a hospital. We need to be ready to expect Hamas to lie. Guys, remember, this is a group of people that just crossed the border and and murdered babies in their cribs. They took children alive and burned them alive. We now know that because the soot in their lungs is something that burned children alive. The autopsies are showing that. They killed whole families. They they cut. Yeah, I'm not going to. I won't go into details. It is grotesque what they did. Now, that's the group that said, hey, here's what happened in Gaza. Why did everyone immediately jump to believe them rather than Israel? I'm shocked. And this shows us the spiritual battle we are facing. This is demonic. It is spiritual. And people are quick to believe a lie long before they will the truth in many instances. So much so there were, like, you know, marches all over the world. We have one of our own congresswomen, uh, Rashid Tlaib or whatever, you know, saying how Israel is so awful and horrible. Even after she knew the, um, the, uh, um, um, the intelligence, she still went out and did a rally. She heard the president say, I mean, so some people just hate Israel, hate the Jews, regardless. Regardless. They're just anti Semitic and they're going to do yeah. what they do. Yeah. Um, so but it's amazing because look, this thing hadn't even really started yet. These are just they they hadn't gone on the ground. So get ready, listeners. You're gonna hear a lot of lies, a lot of propaganda. And Greg, even to bring up the point I did before the show, I'm gonna bring it up now because I think it applies well here. If you wonder who to believe, who do we believe? Israel Hamas, Israel Hamas, look. Hamas is proven to be liars and murderers of the worst kind. Why would you even believe them at all? It doesn't mean that Israel's never going to make some type of mistake. There's friendly fire. There's errant weapon. Anything can happen. My point is you need to believe those that have proven themselves believable. Israel has shown themselves to be trustworthy and believable through these battles. When all these kind of arguments come up, they show the information. They show the satellite. They show the, you know, the, all the tracking and it comes out every time. Okay, you're right. Israel didn't do anything wrong here. So, look, look at the two. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. Israel's not perfect. We know that. But the bottom line is, Israel has been proven to be trustworthy and and Hamas has been proven to be a liar. So when you hear these reports come out, fall back to what you know. If Israel's wrong on something, that'll come out and they'll probably correct it. They'll admit it. They'll do whatever. But don't just jump the gun, and not that our listeners would, to believe that you know Hamas over Israel. But I see this kind of stuff and it just astounds me. Uh, it ended up being an errant part of a rocket that broke off. It hit a parking lot next to the hospital. It didn't even hit the hospital. But when it hit the parking lot, it blew the cars up and then, of course, destroyed part of the hospital. They say somewhere between 10... And 50 people are, are dead now. Um, you know, some reports have gone as high as 100 or whatever. But nothing like the 500 they said from a direct hit from Israel on a hospital. It's all just lies. And, and it's this um, the psyops, they call it, in military, psychological operations to try to get people to change their opinion, their viewpoint. So mm-hmm. recognize the spiritual battle. Recognize the physical battle. And don't fall for it. Now, I want to, of course, cover that because that was we hadn't covered this since last week. That happened since yeah, the last time we were together. A lot this happened, yes. And a lot of our listeners, they're not in the news as much as I am, so they're not up on this. But either way, the, the next thing I wanted to cover before we jump into articles here is um, you know, this visit by President Biden to Israel. Um, I, I am not going to say that it was intentionally harmful, but it was harmful. Uh, after getting you know information from inside israel and 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 the connections you know that i have and and the the people that i trust um what it what was harmful about it was is that it wasn't just the president going over there and supporting israel It, it caused a delay in israel's planning and activity because of him being there although they do need to coordinate with america and all these kind of things with their ships out there i get all that but at the same time what happened was when when Secretary Blinken went in for seven years. I mean, mean, they went to Israel's cabinet meeting with their war cabinet meeting. I mean, I'm like, why in the world should our leaders be going into Israel's war cabinet meeting? We have no place being there. We're here to stand with Israel and support them. They have to decide what to do with their nation. It's almost like our leaders coming in going, well, we really run Israel. It's really our nation. And we're going to sit in and tell you what to do. And after hearing about the seven-hour meeting with Blinken and the couple-hour meeting with President Biden, what they came to, as you know, is out in the news now. Let me tell you why this is really horrible. And then give it balance. Is they agreed to humanitarian aid getting in across the Egyptian border uh, first before they go in for the ground incursion and all this kind of stuff. Now, you might say, Mark, why why is that horrible? Look, nobody wants women and children to not have food and water or the innocent. Of course we want the innocent to have food and water and be taken care of. But here's the problem. if If you don't know the Middle East, if you don't know the Gaza Strip, if you don't know Hamas, and they've already done this once, they did it last week. Hamash runs the entire Gaza Strip. They are the ones who run the border crossings. And so here's what they have historically done, and here's what they did last week. Any supplies that are sent in humanitarian for the people, they steal it and give it to their military to strengthen their military, and the people get nothing. So what's happening is they're bringing in all these truckloads load, truck of what they're calling humanitarian aid, and it, it would be if it could get to the people, but it won't. It won't get to the people. These guys are evil. They're wicked. And what they're going to do is, what Israel was trying to do is get the the Hamas forces weakened so they could go in for battle. Make them not have as much food, enough, enough water. And then come into battle, you've got a weakened enemy there that you can take out easier. Now what's going to happen is Hamas will immediately seize these supplies. They will strengthen their military. They're going to have great meals. They'll have great things to drink. They're going to be uh, their morale's going to be picked up. We basically—I'm not saying we knew we were doing this. I'm not saying that our administration did anything on purpose. I'm not making any accusations. I'm saying the facts are. We just supplied the enemies of Israel and strengthened their army tremendously by allowing this humanitarian aid to go in. If there was a way to take it into the people by drones or some other way and make sure it got to the people. If you had uh, humanitarian workers on the other side from other nations, it would be a whole different ballgame. I'd say this is fantastic, but it's going to all go to Hamas and their armies. So the people are going to continue to be hungry. They're going to continue to be thirsty. The children aren't going to get anything. This is all just a ruse. It's going to the army. I just I've, I've watched this too long now. That's number one. Number two. So in essence, we have hurt, and we're still fighting against the Israeli army by what we're doing. Secondly, uh, and by the way, when the war's over, that's when humanitarian aid goes in as the most effective. Secondly, what's going on here, um, as far as uh, the, the, the aspect of, of, of what we're doing, is, again, we're giving more time for the enemy to plan and to be prepared for what Israel may do. Now, they don't know Israel's attack plan, if you will, but this gives them kind of this window of more time to be prepared and to be ready. It also gives them more time to lie more and to have the world opinion change. And, and the enemy, I guarantee you, Greg, he's working super hard. Here's the, here's the cycle we see every time. These guys do something terrible to Israel. Israel responds, and, and to a certain degree, the world goes, okay, you can do that because it's self-defense. But then when they really do what they have to do to take care of the situation, then what happens is the longer it goes... The world goes, look how terrible they are. Somebody else died. And they don't realize they've got to go in and clean out Hamas. Hamas can't. They've got to clean out Hamas. One of the things I heard that I'm thrilled about they're doing is they're going to be, once they go in and they capture the Gaza Strip, they're going to be putting a large, a much larger barrier wall between Gaza and Israel, which means even when they move back in and others get settled there, they've got this, they've got all these other barriers they've got to cross before they could ever get to Israel to break through and do what they did last time. So they're setting kind of a double wall system there, which is going to be very good to protect the people of Israel. But they've got to go in and take these guys out. You got to remember Hamas has no intent of being friendly. They have no intent of an agreement. Hamas, again, it's in, the word is in the Bible. This is not a, a prophecy fulfilled. I want to say that because I've heard some people wonder if it is. It's not a prophecy fulfilled. But Hamas means violence. It means evil violence and all that. It, it it's found in the Bible when it's used for that word in certain places. It's interesting uh, in Noah when it says um, uh, you know it says you know
1: violence filled the world.
0: Ha- Hamas or... filled the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's the word Hamas. Now what's interesting, yeah. Greg? Here's the thing. I don't think that's prophetic. I'm not saying no. Hamas. But here's what I thought. What what really struck me about that is that you're watching all the worldwide uh, chants for Hamas and the world pa- Palestinian. Guys, look, you think what happened was atrocious that it was there in Israel and then watching these people that stand up for him? When the church is removed, Hamas will fill the earth. That's going to be the people taking the planet over that are going to be shaking their fist at God, saying, we hate God. No, not necessarily Hamas, but that attitude, that heart. They're going to be, the world's going to hate God that way. So, And Jesus said, it'll be like the days of Noah, yeah which struck me violence filled the earth once again violence is now filling the earth and it will fill the earth and we're seeing the foretaste of it again the rapture is going to happen there'll be a big contention of of radical islam taken out in this battle that's going to take place with ezekiel 38 and 39 but the whole world after that greg is going to turn on god again and during the great tribulation they're going to be just like it's going to be worldwide hamas worldwide violence worldwide et cetera. and so very very interesting to see what's happening so I want, again, I don't want to go too long on that. I just yeah. want people to understand that what we're doing right now with Israel, we didn't help them. We really didn't help them at all. Right. Um, and, and, and the sources inside of Israel, if you want to help Israel, the way to do that is find trusted sources and send money. They're really saying, please don't come over. People that are wanting to come yeah, over and do humanitarian, no. they said, please don't no. come over. It's complicating things. Stay home. It's a war operation. It's, I mean, it's a good heart of a church to want to send a group over and different people, whatever. And I think groups like Samaritan Purse should go in because they know how to do it and they're there, etc. But they said, look, if you don't know Hebrew or you can't be used in some way in the war, right now it's kind of like, you know, it's going to be a problem for us if you're there. So we said, But what will help us in Israel is send money. Then we can use it to buy supplies, equipment, all the things that we need. And so, uh, again, that's kind of an update of what's going on there. The, the hostages, we know now it's over 200, uh, was 203. Now it's down to 201 because they let two go today, an American and daughter. And I think that's again, because it's America, they're trying to show their goodness to keep us from, you mm-hmm. know, bombing or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, so, so that's kind of the latest. Keep your eye on it. Uh, is this going to be the, the battle that leads to uh, Russia and Iran? I don't know that. We don't know for sure. Um, I, I think this, we know that America it's certainly is, setting the stage for it. And we no talked doubt. about that before the show It is. it's setting the stage, but here's the thing. America's not going to be helping when that battle takes place. Exactly. So I'm not, you know, and again, maybe our aircraft carriers would sit there in the Mediterranean and do nothing. That's possible. That's possible. Um, and at the same time, I just, but I wonder, are they even going to be there when this battle takes place? This could be a huge contraction. It dies back down in a couple years or however, and then builds back up to that battle or dies down for a year or or a week. We don't know, but let's be ready and watching for it. And we'll keep you guys posted about any of the updates that you don't find yourself out there in the news. So there's kind of that quick update.
1: Fantastic. All right. Well, Pastor Mark, let's go ahead and get into our Israel articles. This first one is from Fox News. Hezbollah takes responsibility for attacks on Israeli military posts along the Lebanon border.
0: Yeah, again, we expect this, but Hezbollah, they're on the north, remember. Hamas are down the south. Both of them are terrorist groups that work with Iran. And really, Iran is kind of leads them. And so now they're starting to, to, to drop bombs from the northern border, says the militant group Hezbollah took responsibility Friday for targeting Israeli military posts and small arms fire along the country's border with Lebanon. And the Israelis responded with artillery strikes. So here's what's happening on the northern border. And we hadn't even talked about this at all, so this is good. The northern border is getting involved, but not heavily. Let me take a minute to explain what's going on. The southern border, if you want to look at it this way, and I don't want to belittle the rockets because they can kill people down from Gaza and they do damage from Gaza. But the rockets coming out of Gaza are comparatively bottle rockets in the sense of what they have in Hezbollah up in the north. The, these are real rockets in Gaza. They do real damage, don't get me wrong, but they're simply randomly shot rockets that fell a lot, and there's a reason for that. They do it for the terror aspect. Yes. They're wanting everybody to wonder, where's it going to fall? Nobody knows, and so you kind of are always in in the sense of terror or whatever. In the North, Greg, with Hezbollah, it's very different. Hezbollah is heavily funded and armed by Iran, even as the, they are in, in the Gaza Strip, but even more so, they have the precision smart bombs. In other words, they have so much Uh, so many rockets and so much, they could literally bombard every bit of Israel and hit specific targets. It would become a nightmare of fire coming down from heaven if God allowed it. But God's not going to allow that. There may be some things that are allowed in, like what they're doing right now, but God's not going to allow them to simply wipe out the nation. But literally, if it wasn't God holding them back, I guarantee you Hezbollah would take Israel out because God's keeping them from doing it. And they've got the weaponry. You say, well, Israel's so strong. Yeah, they're super strong. But here's the thing. You put somebody in a, in, a, in a certain size room and give them great armament, but then you surround the whole building with people that also have armament attacking that room. Eventually, I don't care how good your armament is and how well you're trained, eventually if you're overwhelmed, you can be defeated. Israel's uh, you know, enemies around them, this could be really bad as they, if they started this barrage. That's what we're watching for, is them to do that. And that's probably part of the deterrence of the American aircraft carriers out there in the Mediterranean, saying if you do anything, we're coming after you. Would we? I don't know. But Israel already said this. It is so dangerous with what Hezbollah has on the north. And now they're just doing these little things back and forth. But if they decided full-scale war and they really start going, Greg, Israel's giving them a warning. They said, we can't, there won't be negotiations. There won't be any d- discretion. We are going to literally come in and it's, it's, it's they basically call it it's the annihilation approach. They're going to just the whole border for a certain distance back will just do, it's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean they're literally going to just wipe the enemy out all across that northern border and push them back so far because if they don't it's going to just there'll be so many casualties in Israel um, and so many again I'm not saying Hezbollah could defeat Israel they can't but I'm saying they could, they could do so much damage in a short amount of time and kill so many people. Israel cannot stand for For the moment anything like that begins, you'd be watching your your TV. I'm telling you, they're going to move and just take out that whole northern border.
1: You know what's interesting is that when we think about the description of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Yes. And coming in from the north, and we see that coming in through the Syrian uh, entry in the Golan Heights. Yeah, rush up on that area. yeah. Yeah. It would stand to reason that if Israel were forced to do that with Hezbollah directly to the north in Lebanon then that would make the north impassable yeah. for an army to come down yeah it would, yeah. It, would it would be logistically very Hard.
0: Yeah, no, you're, that's a great point. But also, terrain-wise, it already is. It already is. It's okay. It's all mountains. See, The okay. thing about the, Greg, the, the the north is like it's just it would be so hard to bring army. You you could do it. Yeah. But I mean, but it would be hard. Oh, real hard. See, the okay. thing here's how we pretty much know we know they're coming from the north, and how we pretty much know where these armies are coming in. There is a natural opening in all these mountains. You have all these mountains that come up from Lebanon and circle around in, in, in uh, past Israel, up in Syria. and then there's a gap in them. Then they pick up again and work down toward the Golan all the area. There's a natural that, valley
1: natural valley guess okay. where that
0: valley leads to yes it leads right into the valley of armageddon now we're not up to that battle yet that's no. later on but the point is yeah it's still a great battlefield yeah. it, so it, it would appear that russia and iran are going to choose to come through that valley right into armageddon and of course some of the jews have hinted some of the even one israeli guy hinted that there's stuff waiting in that valley on russia and iran they, they 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 they're not taking a chance they have weaponry that's in there that's waiting on them however it won't be if if they do it won't be the weaponry waiting in that valley. It's going to be God and Greg, yeah. and they're going to know it. They're going to know it. So whatever happens, they're all going to go, this was God. Interesting. Now, this just in, I am have to say this. Okay. Keeping, I keep costing updates here coming in right now. Okay. I did not tell you they're going to try to stop. Here's what will happen. I didn't finish my history of, of what they do. They hold off long enough on the ground offensive where eventually you don't ever go in. Right. In sixty seven, I think they held off so long they never went in. And the countries start pressuring them. No, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Just let, let's all stop. Right now, the US and EU have sent a message to Israel, please don't go in, stop the ground offensive till we get all the hostages out. These are delay tactics. Here's the thing. This hostage, that could go in six months. And the, and the point is by the time you get the hostages, now well don't go in, it's calmed down so much. No. Yeah. Look, Israel needs to go in regardless. I know you're saying, wait a minute, Mark, those are those people in there, what if it was your family? Look. You cannot let them manipulate and control the situation by this. You've got to go in and take care of it while the while the world is with you, or Hamas is going to stay there, and this is going to happen again. I'm telling you, if they don't go in, this is a huge mistake for Israel. I, I, I hope they depend on God and just do it. They won't depend on God, but do it, regardless yeah. of America and anybody else. They just need to do this. And if they do, Greg, hey, maybe this is a thing that turns the whole world against them. But they need to go in and not listen to these delays. Well, let's, uh,
1: let's, let's switch our articles. Ed, we're going yes. to go to article number four, okay. based on what Pastor Mark just said. This is from breitbart.com this is dated october 14th by the way okay israel no negotiations over hostages we are eliminating hamas
0: see and i wish they would really stick to that i know here's the thing that's what they want to do that's what they intend to do um the israeli government said saturday it would not negotiate the last saturday with the palestinian terrorist group hamas over the release of between 100 and 200 israeli and international hostages because it, it was destroying the organization and not trying to save it what they say in the article is look of of course we care about the hostages of course we care about innocence everybody does but war is war and here's what happens in war innocent people die this is a this is it's horrible but there's just that's just the reality and the problem is if you bow to the pressure of don't go in you somebody might get hurt that shouldn't be hurt then this eventually will happen where greg they won't go in at all and hamas is not going to be removed look hamas th- these they are evil I mean, they're evil, okay? They're, I mean, they they they, they cut a, a woman's baby out of her stomach. I, I, don't, I don't. Again, yeah. I can I can share yeah. more things I don't want to. But ba-
1: basically, we're we're looking at the demonic realm in the flesh. Yes,
0: yes. And you cannot negotiate with the demonic realm. No. Here's the bottom line: you go take care of Hamas. The sad reality of war has been throughout the history of the world and came from the fallen garden. Is there's going to be innocents that suffer because of that? What we need to be praying is God protect those hostages. God protect those that are innocent there in the Gaza Strip. Protect them. Get them out of there. Keep them away from the somehow let them get in and rescue these. But it cannot be something that delays going in because, again, they're going to lose their opportunity. The world's going to turn on them and tell them why they shouldn't do it. And they're going to be back in this horrible situation where they've got people living on their border that want to come in and burn their children alive and kill their babies in their cribs. They've got to deal with Hamas. Yeah.
1: And, oh, you know what I was going to mention uh, about all of that, too, Pastor Mark? I wonder how this is going to affect Aliyah. I wonder if this is going I'm so to... so glad you said that spur more jews from around the world rush back to their even though they've never lived there before to come back already is okay
0: here's what's happening something i've been observing greg that's so cool i'm so glad you brought that up i wouldn't have thought of it for the show here's what's happening you're having jews all over the world who don't live there saying i feel compelled to go back and defend my people (laughs) and get this greg here's what's going to happen yeah they're going to go back and some of them are going to stay yes this is where we belong we're here to help protect our nation absolutely i got look as tragic as this is God is using it on, in multiple ways. He's using yes. it to deal with Hamas yep. and, to, and to, to 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 judge them. He's also using it, I think, to to um, again begin to work on softening the hearts of, of of the Israelis and the Jews to get ready for their Messiah. When they realize they're they are vulnerable, they're not as strong and great as they you know they think. Right, yeah. And so they're 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 being softened up. I think to start looking toward God for help rather than looking toward themselves and America. They need to turn to God. Not themselves in America. They need to turn to God. So God's working that, but He's also using this to draw back those all over the world that are coming in. There's a I saw a guy on the news. He's a young American who lives in America. Been bitter his whole life. He just said, "You know what? I'm going." And you can tell he had no Israeli accent. He he said, "I'm going. I have never. I don't think he ever even been there. If he had, he just visited. But he's like, I'm going back. I'm gonna I'm gonna suit up." I'm a Jew. They're going to let me. I'm going to go in and fight. I mean, I mean, you're like, okay, but Greg, God is using this in, in multiple fronts and in multiple ways. So although it's tragic, there are some other things that are very uh, exciting prophetically that are happening behind the scenes.
1: You know, uh, God's plan is different than our plan or how we would carry out the plan is different than how God would carry out the plan. That's right. And so that's, that's right. we can't judge God's plan. We just have to trust him. And w- Hopefully, we'll get to trust here at the end of our show. But, yeah. um, uh, Ed, we're going to go to Article 7, because I want to go back to the northern border. Yes. Because we were just there in yes. our conversation. And this is from the Jerusalem Post. Iran ordered Hezbollah to carry out attacks on Israel's north. So this is just further solidifying what you were talking yeah. about, that basically Hezbollah is iran's proxy in they the are. north?
0: so is Hamas. yeah hamas in the south yes. uh, hezbollah in the north they all work for iran again, what does hezbollah mean
1: since you said hamas is violence do you happen to you know don't, I, I don't mean no, to catch no, off guard you
0: can do that i actually have looked that up before in okay. the past but i haven't i haven't looked at recently. i will look right now
1: since we were uh, talking about names
0: yes because i have looked it up in the past and again i haven't looked it up because it hasn't come up in a while okay and usually i usually have to look these back up i remember That's again hamas of course is violence yes uh meaning of hezbollah it's this hezbollah is a uh, well it tells who it is that one doesn't give a definition. Um, I will find out the meaning of Hezbollah uh, here in just a little bit. I'll get That's back okay. to that. But anyway, but to this article, so we don't yes. stay, get sidetracked here. Uh, let me read some of this. It, Iran ordered Hezbollah to escalate against Israel on Sunday. The IDF spokesman, Brigadier General Daniel Hagari said in his Monday morning press conference, and I quote, if Hezbollah fails to understand us, the response will be deadly. Said Hagari, repeating the sentence for emphasis. In other words, they're not kidding. They can't. When they say that, it's not a threat. They have to go in and just wipe out. That would be one they would move no matter what president called them or whoever. They, if they start coming in, those rockets, they're going, they're going to just wipe it clean, that whole area, because it's got to be stopped. It'll just kill so many civilians. They cannot let it happen. Um, but again, yes, they're a proxy of Israel uh, on the north. Just like, basically Israel is surrounded by Hezbollah. They're surrounded. Oh, here's what it means. It means the party of God. It's Hisb Allah. Two words. Hisb Allah. The party of Allah, the party of God. So Hezbollah, the party of Allah,
1: the party and, of the, the and Hamas, Muslim God and Hamas,
0: yes. the violence, okay. whatever. So that's yeah. So that's good. I remember now that I saw it. Look okay. Again, that's a good reminder. There we go. And, well, there's a party in the north. Clearly, yeah, it's not the kind of party you want to be involved. No, you with.
1: sure don't. You want to, um, do not want to RSVP.
0: Exactly. But you know, again, keep your eye on the north because that's the biggest threat. Believe it or not, and 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 so what could happen is if 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 and when Israel goes in on the ground offensive and they, they just they, they really need to soon. That's when you may see more stuff coming from the north because they're going to try to get them broken into two fronts, uh, distract them or whatever. And it depends on if Hamas, if, look, if Hezbollah is smart, they will do limited attacks, maybe a little bit more to draw them kind of away, but they're not going to do something major because if they do something major, I mean goodbye, goodbye Hezbollah. Yeah, they go further back into Lebanon; they'll be okay. But across that border for miles, it's going, Greg. It's just going to be annihilation when you release these yes. rows and rows. It's almost like the carpet bombing of, of World War II, except with much greater power and all this stuff. It's, you're going to see something dramatic really happen. And again, these are the kind of things that could push to, uh, you know, again uh, Russia and Iran moving in and uh, and coming up from the north. So could this lead to that battle? Yes. Is it going to? We don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. But I know this America's not going to be either not going to be there to help them or they're not going to help them somehow. Um, you know, I, I was thinking how, how how dramatic it would be in world history if suddenly Russia and China did some type of limited uh, small nuke or something and neutralized both those carrier groups right. in the Mediterranean. Nobody would expect that. But if they did that, you talk about changing the world. We would all automatically become a lesser power overnight. We'd be out of the fight for the moment. That's Russia and Iran are, could move on Israel. I mean this could be a major change if something like that happened. I'm not saying it would, but if they attack those carrier groups, which nobody would do, they're too powerful. But if you did a limited nuke thing on small nukes or field nukes, you could take them out. And um I I don't know. I mean it's very interesting to think about. But either way, uh we'll keep your eye on all that and we'll keep you posted. So. Okay. All right, and we're gonna go to article number three.
1: Uh, which we were originally going to get to. Now, this article is dated October 14th from the Jerusalem Post. This is what we were talking about uh, prior to this whole terrorist attack, yeah. and that is the purported peace agreement happening between uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel that we talked about would be prophetic in relation to Ezekiel 38 right. and 39. Right. This article, again, dated October 14th, said Saudi Arabia... Le- uh, Arabia reportedly suspends peace talks with Israel. Is that still the case? What's going on?
0: Yes. Okay. Officially, uh, let, let me read what it says. One sentence here. Saudi Arabia reportedly pausing nor pausing. Note that normalization, not canceling, but pausing normalization talks with Israel and the United States, a major diplomatic blow in the wake of the Hamas invasion. First of all, this is one of the main goals, as we know, of Hamas, to get them to cancel that, because they don't want anybody to make a peace treaty with Israel, because they hate them. And again, we know the Antichrist will eventually be the only one that can make a real peace treaty. But yes, it is, at least great politically, on, on the surface, it is on hold right now, because again, the tensions are too high, and the Arab peoples and the Palestinian peoples, which are often different... Um, are standing together so um but however it is my understanding there are still diplomatic things going on behind the scenes with america talking to saudi arabia and saudi arabia is still open to talk they haven't said forget it there's no way we do anything and that's why again the article said there's a pause so right now it's been thwarted which again iran is thrilled about but it doesn't mean that it cannot Again, jump back to the service and and be right there, again, if something takes place, this splits. Now, again, remember, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, Saudi Arabia is not going to be in the fight. They're not, it just, they don't have to have a peace agreement with Israel, Greg, to stay out of it. You can say, well, they're not getting the peace agreement, so they're not ready yet. No, Saudi Arabia is ready now. They, they may be in a peace agreement. They may not, but it says that when the attack happens, Saudi Arabia, which is called Sheba and Dedan, they're in scripture, they're going to say, what are y'all doing? Why are you doing it? But there's no indication. They're like, we're out of this, but what are you doing?
1: Yeah. And they don't need a, they don't need a peace agreement to fulfill prophecy.
0: Right. That's, that's right. Exactly right. So again, keep your eye on that. Uh, Very interesting, and we'll see, again, how that pans out.
1: All right, that's Pastor Mark Kirk, who is helping us understand these crazy signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAMLP, Knoxville, a weekly radio broadcast that will become podcast episode number 283, available to subscribe and listen through wherever you get your podcasts. And now... You've got me. We've got a couple of questions, Pastor Mark. Our first one comes from Ginger, who enjoys Signs of the Times in St. George Island, Florida. And her question is regarding Jesus' scars. She says, Will Jesus have his scars from the cross in heaven? And if yes... Will he have them after the final judgment?
0: Interesting question. It is a great question, Ginger, and thank you for it. You know, here's what we do know. I can't give a definite answer to the whole question. I can give you a partial answer of what the Bible tells us. The Bible's silent on some of this question, but it does tell us other parts of it. As far as will he have scars from the cross in heaven, the answer to that is yes, at least initially, uh, because again, in John's Revelation where he's seeing what's going on in heaven and he's writing the book of revelation. He sees the lamb of God, which again is identified as Jesus Christ. And the lamb is identified by the scars. He says that he sees his scars in his hands um, and maybe even in his feet, but certainly sees the scars. And so the lamb is identified by the scars. So yes, when he's in heaven uh, after the rapture of the church and he's pouring out all these things, you know, the bowls, the, everything else that's happened during the great tribulation, he will have the scars and he's already got his new body. Now, we could make the educated guess that, well, he's already got his new body. He's in heaven. He has the scars. He'll probably have them forever. And that would be, I think, a, a good educated guess. Um, however, because we don't know forever, we don't know whether or not he will get a new body that one day doesn't have the scars uh, for whatever purpose. But I know the Lord is not concerned about how his body looks. <laughs> he's concerned about hearts and the fact that you've been saved. And in one way... I find it extremely, um, in a spiritual way, very sweet. And I don't know if romantic's the word. You know, it's kind of weird when you think about this whole relationship with the Lord. But very very endearing in the fact that it'll be this eternal reminder of what he did for us. It's almost like, I mm, gave my life for yeah. you, and it will never be forgotten because the scars will always be visible. So I think if the scars are there forever, it's going to be wonderful. We don't know whether or not he will, um, again, let those scars go away at some point. So I can't answer the second part of the question, but they certainly will be there initially and so we'll see whether that's eternal or just during the great tribulation
1: yeah great question
0: all right pastor mark our next one comes
1: from jeanette who enjoys signs of the times right here in knoxville and she has a question about catholics and salvation uh she says are catholics saved do we need to evangelize them how do we do this in the most loving way especially when they are my siblings that are so devoted to their faith that they Zoom every single night to do the rosary. Mm. To them, I'm the youngest who has tragically left the quote-unquote one true church. Yeah, Wow, that's yeah, tough.
0: That is tough. I'm sorry, Jeanette, about that. I'm sorry um, uh, you're going through that. Let, let's, let's, I want to handle yeah. this in a very sensitive way, but sure. very straightforward. Um, let me just say this. Anyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, if they mean it from their heart. I don't think you have to have all of your doctrine in every area perfect to be saved. You just need to realize, I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life, and the Bible says you will be saved. Now, with that said, that means that, yes, there are probably lots of Catholics that are saved and know the Lord. Because from their heart, they've cried out to God, and they meant it, and they wanted to be saved, and they are. However, I will say this. If they're a Catholic that truly studies what the Catholic Church teaches and then studies the Bible— The ones that are saved, I think, will eventually leave the Catholic Church. Now, that could take years. But why do I say that? Because there are many false doctrines in the Catholic Church. One of the major ones, for example, is the Bible says there's only one mediator or go-between between between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. Of course, as you know, Jeanette, the Catholics look toward Mary, and they even look to the saints. They pray to the saints. They pray to Mary. That is totally unscriptural and outside of the Bible, and again, is really even idolatry. So, which God condemns. So, I think it'd be possible. So, so you're, initially, the simple, straightforward answer, yes, there are Catholics that are saved. Number two, I think there's a lot of Catholics that think they're saved and they're not. And here's why. Here's the second category. They think they're saved and they're not because they're putting their faith in the Catholic Church. That is because I'm in the one true church, end quote, Uh, I'm going to be saved. No, that doesn't mean anything to God. The one true church is everybody who truly has given their heart and life to Jesus Christ. That's the one true church. That's all the word Catholic means. And the reason it was broken up into Roman Catholic is because there was a split between Rome and the eastern part of the, the church uh, in the 300s. And there was a fight about who really was to be the authority. And so they have the Eastern Orthodox and you have Roman Catholic. And, of course, that's where that comes from. But the bottom line is the one true church is the church that knows Jesus on a personal level and we're saved. So you, Jeanette, Greg and I, we are, we are part of the one true church. The Catholic Church is a, is a totally separate entity. They are a religious group. Uh, that is 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 some of them as i said are saved and some of them think they're saved because they're putting their faith in the teachings of the catholic church and the catholic rituals and the rosary and other things like that they're doing that um and 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 they're deceived i'm not saying your family i don't know your family so I don't know if, if any of them really know the Lord and they're just being deceived or not, but the rosary is a deception. And, and really, very kind of briefly and quickly, the rosary comes from Hinduism. Uh, the Hindu uh, prayer wheel is where the rosary originated. If you go back and look at history where the Catholic Church adopted it, the Hindus have what they call a prayer wheel that they'll put prayers on and they spin that wheel, kind of like the, you know, the price is right and you wait for it to come out of the road, whatever. But the reason they spin it is as, as it goes around and goes up, they believe that each of those prayers are going up you know, to their gods and all that. So the prayer keeps going as it spins. And they, you can say that prayer over and over and over, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Catholics early on thought, you know, well, I like that. We can adopt that into Catholicism and we'll just, we'll make it a rosary, but we're going to switch it from a spinning wheel to these beads and so you pray these certain prayers and put the beads up, whatever. And that means more prayers are going up to God. Well, the Lord, again, the Lord rebuked that when he said, hey, you know, don't don't come to me with repetitive words. You know, he said, don't do that. It doesn't do anything. He said, come to me with a heart that's broken and loves God. So, um, you know, so that's how that that works. So, yes, some Catholics are saved. Some are not some put in their The ones that are saved, I think, don't really know their Bibles very well. And those that, uh, again, um, uh, aren't saved are putting their faith in the Catholic Church. So to answer your other question, should you evangelize? And the answer would be Yes. And how to evangelize them, well, let me say this, I'll give you an approach, but I will say this, there are probably many, many people out there that have come out of the Catholic church and gotten saved and have written books about what reached them and how they reached. I would look online for how to reach the Catholic type thing. You're probably going to find somebody with a great testimony, how God used it to get them where they saw the difference between Jesus and Mary and all the, and the church and the real faith and just religion and all that. And that would be a great way to do that. But I know for my family, they were not Catholic. But in trying to reach my family and realizing they needed to understand the Jesus of the Bible because they were religious, but in a different religion, you know, I basically just in a very friendly way, I started sharing my testimony. Here's what God did in my life. So I shared my testimony. It's a great way for them to see, wow, look what God did for, you know, for Mark. Look, God can do that for you. And then as I shared my testimony, I would just, you know, I'd ask questions and say, well, so what, you know, okay, you know, uh, Jesus said, "What, what do you do in the Bible? You know, where Jesus said, nobody goes to heaven except through him. Uh, What do you do in the Bible, for example, where it says there's one mediator, one go between, between God and man? I'm just curious, as a Catholic, how do you approach that? And they've got to think about it. And and I'm sure they have answers. They'll be, well, well, that doesn't mean what you think it means. It doesn't mean that Jesus is just, what it means is we go to Mary and then Mary goes to Jesus. But then you can say, well, but that's not what it says. It just says there's one go between, which means Mary's not needed. So where does it say we need to go to Mary? Now, these are the kind of things, again, that that, that get them thinking. You want to make sure it's not a tense moment. You want to make sure it's more of a moment you're sharing what the Lord has done. Uh, then begin to ask them certain questions about what they believe based on scripture rather than what the church teaches because the Catholic church has their own teachings that you can't find in the Bible. And one of them is Mary um, that she also can save you, you know, co-redemptrix uh, redemptrix they call her and, um, and that she you can go to God through her. But the Bible clearly says, no, you can't, you can only go to God through Jesus Christ. So, Again, sharing your testimony, picking out some scriptures in, in a very non-confrontational way and just asking, you know, asking, them, hey, well, how do you what do you do with that verse? How do you handle that? You know, and get their feedback because it makes them start thinking. But then I would go out there and look for some of those that have come out of the Catholic Church and have given their life to the Lord. And you're going to find some of your best information there.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Pastor Mark, uh, Ginger, and Jeanette, thank you for your questions. And if you've got a question like they do, just visit thewaymedia.net or the WayMedia app and click Signs of the Times, and you'll find out how you can send Pastor Mark your prophecy question. All right, let's come back to America. We talked about the hatred for Israel being global, and it's right in our backyard. This is from the New York Post. Chaos erupts as pro-Palestinian protesters Take to the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, at least three arrested. This is dated October 18th.
0: Greg, I never thought I would see this in America. I think to see some limited little things happen here and there. But in our country, it lo- our country looks like the Gaza Strip in certain places. When these marches and shouts, of, I mean, in the sense of people supporting those who came in and brutally murdered the Jews. I mean, I the, the it's this whole same World War II anti-Semitism spirit rising back up. And I never thought we'd see it in our nation, and even especially led by one of our our uh, congressmen. Um, but again, it's it, it and really the the squad, as they call them, they've come out you know in support of this, and now some of them have backed away. I know that um, uh, uh, Talib has been very uh, uh, Rashid Talib is still very vocal up front about it. Uh, Ilhan Omar has come out and she said, yeah, well, okay, it wasn't Israel, but she didn't condemn. But her. still,
1: we still hate them. Well, she, yeah, she didn't condemn <laughs> yeah, Hamas. She exactly. just said,
0: okay, it wasn't them on that one. But on when, they, one, when yeah. the next one comes along, I'm sure they're going to be uh, jumping on it. But hundreds of pro Palestinian protesters converged on the U.S. Capitol Wednesday, demanding a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Capitol Police, which tightened security in advance of the protest, said the unspecified amount of demonstrators were arrested, including at least three, on charges of assault of a police officer. Emotions were tense. Largely progressive crowd. Makes sense. Notice this. Listen to what they they said, Greg. The the crowd felt betrayed by President Biden and other leading Democrats, and here's why. For backing Israel's bid to eliminate the terrorist threat in the Gaza Strip. i'm sorry how dare you how dare you kill these wild animals and protect your children and women how dare you even think about that i we protest that you let those wild animals live you let them kill those children you let them burn them alive you let them do this who do you think you are are you what are you taking god's side or something what's wrong with you i mean again i get emotional about it because it makes me very upset it's evil um I quote, I think the White House and everyone thinks we're just going to sit back, Rashid Tlaib said, and just continue to let this happen. No, she said, declared to a sea of activists outside the Cannon House office building. So, again, they're mad because they're going in to um, uh, take out these people that burn children alive. How have we come to this place? Now, I I expect to see this in certain pockets of the Middle East, Greg, because they're godless. Have we become this way? You know, the answer is the same. We're becoming godless as a nation, yeah. and we're, we're becoming just yeah. like all the other nations of the earth.
1: Woe to those that call good evil and evil good. Amen. Isaiah five twenty. And then we're seeing just another example of that scripture verse playing out. You know, and it's funny, Pastor Mark. You know, we we've we've been doing this show since two thousand and six, and we've seen different levels of things. But you know, we and we've always talked about these scripture verses that were prophetic in nature regarding the end times. Yes, but I know that in in your heart you could have never pictured you could have never imagined i know i could have never pictured imagine what we're seeing today no. seeing
0: these verses how these verses are coming to life yeah we are living in the bible Yes, we are living in prophecy. It's not what well, you used to read the Bible and go, wow, what would it be like to be back in that day? No, we're in the Bible in now. It. It's happening around us. And, and I, it's just amazing to watch. But let me say this again. lest anyone misunderstand me, especially if you're listening and you don't know the Lord or you don't understand the situation. Haven't been studying the Middle East for, for many, many years like I have and many others. Look, God loves the people in the Gaza Strip. I want to say that again. He loves them. He died for the he died for those in Hamas. He died for them, so they wouldn't have to do this. If they repented, the Lord would forgive them and they would go to heaven. This is not an issue about God loving the Jews and not loving uh, the Palestinians or the Arabs or anybody else. It's about right and wrong. And they came in and brutally massacred innocent people. They, the, the, the Bible requires they be judged. As a matter of fact, Romans 13 says that, that God has put the authorities there to bear the sword against those who do evil. That doesn't mean that we don't you know forgive people when they do evil. That's not the issue. The issue is this is God's mandate that those that do evil are to be dealt with it's it's again it's almost as much a duty to go take care of this and then at the same time yes if somebody repents there's forgiveness and 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 you don't want to harbor this kind of you know uh, for the people that lost family members you don't want to harbor bitterness and anger your whole life that's going to destroy you but but this is a righteous war and it needs to be allowed to take place um and anyway i I could go on forever but when i see these people defending when i see somebody defending a group of people that just burned little children alive and i look at my granddaughter i get Mm -hmm. mad i get mad I do. Now, am I gracious? Am I forgiving? Yes. Mad is not sin. Mad, the Bible says, be angry and do not sin. So getting angry for righteousness sake is okay. You should be angry when you see children burned to death and innocence dying and women rape repeatedly until they die like they did. You should be angry, but you don't let the anger go to sin. You let the anger lead to righteousness and what God has said should be done in his word. And this is a righteous war and they need to be dealt with. Uh, based on Romans thirteen and other things. And then of course you work on those that are are surviving at forgiveness and mercy. And anybody that repents, the Lord will even those that did all those atrocities, if they would repent, the Lord would forgive them. And that's the grace and mercy and love of our great God. Yeah. All right, let's go to some one world
1: government news. This is from CNN, dated October seventeenth. China and Russia criticize Israel. Is Xi and Putin set to meet for Belt and Road Forum?
0: Boy, this is going... I mean, these guys behind the scenes, Greg, they're buddy, buddy, buddy. This whole thing growing <laughs> with China. I don't yes. know where China's going to come into play in all this last day stuff. I do believe very possibly these massive armies that come in at the very end at, at, at Armageddon, which is not this. But either way, it's interesting to watch these guys because they're trying to develop a new world order that is different than America wants. Uh, Chinese leader Xi Jinping welcomed Russian President Vladimir Putin to Beijing on Tuesday. For the start of a visit expected to underscore the leader's share of vision in the new international order, no longer dominated by the United States and its democratic allies. Both Beijing and Moscow have criticized Israel's actions and called for a ceasefire in the latest show of the two powers' efforts to step up their uh, alternative leadership. So they want an alternative leadership to that of the U.S., which affirms Israel's ongoing right to retaliate. Heads of state, representatives, and delegates from more than 140 countries are expected to attend China's landmark two-day diplomatic event beginning Tuesday, which marks the 10 years since the start of Xi's global infrastructure funding drive. Look at that. A global infrastructure funding drive by Xi in China and presents the Chinese leader with the opportunity to project Beijing's global power ambitions he's actively here's the thing greg about russia and china and these other nations they and really the middle east the middle east the terrorists and all, they look toward the long haul they they look at the long picture we in americans kind of look up we have a drive-up window approach let's go in get our burger and drive off they're looking at how can we how can we have the best burger in the world within 10 years okay they're planning and they're letting us just this slow grind to take the world over and to watch america fall and they're being successful We're doing it to ourselves because we're turning from God. Yeah. But again, they have a whole approach here where their whole thing is, is, you know what, we're going to just work on this gradually and eventually take over. And again, part of the, part of the goal again of, 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 of the Muslim community in the Middle East, they said, if you want to defeat America, just flood their, flood their nation with, with Muslims. Um, and you don't have to fire a bullet. You just overwhelmed demographically the numbers where they become stronger and stronger. That's why they have large families. And eventually you are America and you just take over. So they have a long view of of how they do things. Very wise. Speaking of flooding
1: nations with immigrant Muslims. This story from Breitbart.com dated October 9th. And this is an article that's talking about a video that you can go online and read. And you can get that link when you read the article on our website. Uh, everyone knows what the uh, Sydney Opera House looks like. It's the most famous landmark in the nation of Australia. And here we see Muslims chanting gas the Jews and other profane things there in Sydney.
0: You know, Greg, again, this is what's amazing to me about our generation. How bold Satan is just to come out and say it. It used to be that those that hated the Jews might be thinking this quietly, and they would just fight against them quietly, but not say this. Satan is now in a stage.
1: The gloves are where off.
0: The world is now in a stage where Satan can literally write through people, say they hate Jesus or they hate God or gas the Jews. I mean, this is not even like they're just saying, let we want World War II again. Well, we want to do what Hitler did. We want to just take all the Jews together, put them in gas chambers, and kill them all. I just can't imagine the boldness. Now, in wartime, when Satan has taken over and people have lost their minds, that they did that. I can't imagine during a time like this, in just a protest march, how bold is Satan? Hamas supporters chanted, gas the Jews. Beside the world-famous Sydney Opera House in Australia, according to a video shared by the Australian Jewish Association, the October 9th crowd of several hundred people, mostly immigrant Muslims, Chanted Ali Akbar, Allah is supreme. As a line of police watched, the event was held to celebrate Hamas to celebrate Hamas's massacre of Jews and its simultaneous attacks on Israeli security forces. So let's get together and celebrate evil. That's who we're dealing with. Guys, don't be deceived. This is who the world is dealing with in Hamas and in terrorism. And I don't know why. I think I do. I say the unbeliever. Often you see these people that stand with them and march with them. You think, how can you be so blind? We'll remember. In, in 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 i guess in in a sense of grace the Bible says you're blind until God opens your eyes. And I think a lot of them, they think they're these culture warriors. They're defending the underdog. They're doing the right thing. They're going to be whatever. It used to be you would go out and defend, you know, the, the, those that were weak and whatever. Now it's defend those that are evil. And so it is just the whole world has changed. And Greg, yeah. we are marching toward the days of Noah that the Lord said would be in the last days. We're watching it take place.
1: You you've literally have to take 1 John 5, 19, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 4. And I think it's Matthew twenty four thirty four. When Jesus is on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You need to take all those three verses, you need to put them in a blender, mix them up, drink them every morning before you watch the news. Because there is no other way to understand what's happening in the world unless you are looking at it from the perspective of God's prophetic
0: word. Yeah, and see, Satan Greg is so good at lying and presenting things the way that that he can make the lie advance. I'll give you a quick example. One of the reasons they hated the Jews so much in Europe is because when the plagues would come through, the Jews would stay mostly healthy and the people were dying and they would go, why are the Jews staying healthy? Well, they must have done it. The Jews are poisoning us. The Jews gave us some plague that doesn't hurt them. It's killing us. And they hated the Jews. No, here's the reality. God told the Jews a certain diet they were to have and a certain way they were to wash their hands. And do things that, again, modern medicine didn't know. So they were obeying God's word, eating certain foods, washing their hands certain ways. So what was happening is the plagues were not spreading as bad in the Jewish communities. But rather than them saying, well, maybe they're doing something. We need to kind of figure out what they're doing and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. The immediate thought that Satan put in their mind was, see, look, they're killing everybody. They're poisoning everybody. Here's another one real quick. And I just want to I think we have time for it. Um, the Jews have been very wealthy, uh, healthy, and wealthy financially as well. They've been healthy and wealthy, and they're they're financial. We, uh, historically, they've done well with their finances. Not all of them, but many of them, and because of that, again, they've been hated. People say, "Well, they've got all the money. They must be stealing it. They're cheating. They're robbing. They're doing something evil." No, again, I go back to the Bible. God said, "I'm going to bless you and give you the ability to make money." That was one of the promises God mm-hmm. gave to the nation of Israel and the Jews. I'm going to give you the ability to make money. Why would God do that? To be a blessing to them. And hopefully, so they would use that to bless other people on the planet. Um, some did, some didn't. But the point is, both of these, the health they had during plagues, the money they had, they were attacked going, you're stealing money, you're doing something wrong, you're staying healthy, you cause it. Satan goes in there and goes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the whole yeah. thing is, no, it's because although they didn't know God, they were obeying by their religious tradition what God said to do, which kept, kept them healthier physically. And they were successful financially because God gave them that gift. And again, it's, it's like, you know, leave them alone. God has blessed them. Praise the Lord for how God's blessed them. Our concern now is let's lead them to Christ and get them in the kingdom of God along with everyone else.
1: Yeah. Amen. All right. Let's uh, get to our last category of the day, Pastor Mark. For episode 283, this is pestilence, plagues, disasters, corruption. It's really just all part of everything we've been talking about today. This is from Israel today. This is dated October 16th. Documents on slain terrorists show Hamas' plan to target the children.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just they killed them as an opportunity. They were going to kill the children. Hamas targeted elementary schools and a youth center to kill, and I quote, as many people as possible during the October 7th uh, terrorist rampage in the western Negev. Documents obtained by NBC News show terrorists were also given instructions to capture hostages and take them quickly across the border to the Gaza Strip, which again they did. Other documents viewed by the Wall Street Journal showed that Hamas had a squad that targeted uh, Alum Alum. Um, anyway, I'm not sure. Uh, to achieve the highest level of human loss, um, and may, maybe it's target aluminum, and maybe they misspelled it, but it's the word aluminum? Alumum, I'm sorry, I think there's a misspelling here in the document. But either way, they did whatever they did. They attacked to cause greater damage and human losses in this article from NBC News. Come on, NBC News, spell your words right. The dent, the dental, they probably did, and I'm the one that has no idea what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, the no, dent. Aluminum. Yeah, anyway. I guess, yeah. Anyway, well, the it says here's the things that kind of things that they wanted to target the dental the dental office, the supermarket, the dining hall, and Israeli Defense Force source told NBC News the level of specificity would cause anyone in the intelligence fields to drop their jaw. They they, they were like they, this was so planned and where they were going to go. This is
1: their version of shock and awe. And
0: listen to what he says. Yossi Landau said, "I saw murdered babies." I saw murdered children. I saw mothers and children murdered together. Commander of Israeli Emergency Response Organization, Zaka told NBC News, Greg, there are some reports now coming out where families, um, you have a mom and a dad, and they're totally burned uh, on the outside, completely just charred on the outside. And on the inside, there's a baby. And what they did was they wrapped their bodies around their baby, the mom and the dad, and held the baby to protect it. And they burned the whole back completely of their body on the outside burned up to protect the baby. Now, I didn't hear if the baby, I think the baby did live. And I think that even one couple that did that actually lived, and they're in recovering now from the, ho- the horrible burns they had. Because here's what they did: they burned them down alive in their houses. They rolled tires, and they're on fire. They, if they came out, they shot them to death. I mean, so again, yeah. the, the atrocities. I mean, there, were, there was a, there was a toddler handcuffed and burned on fire. I mean, I just I, I could I could go on. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just saying, America needs to get out of the way. Let Israel take care of business. And 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 deal with this. God's word is clear. Let them go in. Take care of the wicked people, and then uh, and Israel needs to protect themselves.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to give an honorable mention to this last article from NPR about powerful earthquake hits the West Afghanistan region a week after the strong quakes in the same area. Because yes. that's just more of the follow up. But for the rest of our time, Pastor Mark, that we have left, I want to give an opportunity for you because, uh, uh, and we've we've received this feedback from our listeners. Who do you trust? Yeah. Who do you trust in a time like this when all this information's out there, what's true and what's not? That's right. And you've got a a story from the Bible to really set the the frame for us on how we need to be and who we need to be looking to for
0: trustworthy information. Absolutely. Great, Great way to end today. Let me just say, listen, anybody involved in a war, there's going to be misinformation from time to time. Some of it on purpose, some of it not on purpose. But how do you know who to trust and what to do? You need to go to those who you've trusted in the past and who have shown themselves by history already and over time to be trustworthy. And what do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. First of all, in the Bible, there was a church split is the best way I know to cause it going on when, when when Moses was in the wilderness and Dathan and Abiram and Korah rose up against them. Who made you the leaders? We want to be leaders as well. And so they were attacking Moses and Aaron and saying, you know, you, you want to be the leaders. We want to be the leaders. And just a classic church split, I guess you would say. And, and God, and so Moses tried to reach them. He tried to communicate with them, say, look, we're not trying to harm you guys. We we want to work with you. But the fact is God put Moses and Aaron in that place. And Moses and Aaron had proven themselves to be faithful to God and to the people for all these years in the wilderness. It was just look back at the history. They'd proven it. Well, this Dathan and a and core, they'd not proven anything. They just came up and rebelled and said, you know what? We don't stand with you. And we want to go a different way. And you, who made you King? And who made you the the pastor? Who made you? We want to be the leaders. And God said, you know what? Get away from Dathan, Abiram, and Korah. Get away from them. I'm going to judge them. And I'm going to reestablish Moses and Korah because they're the ones that have been faithful and they're the ones that have shown themselves trustworthy and therefore they should be trusted. So I bring that story now to modern day. Look at who's been trustworthy the last 75 years in Israel. It has repeatedly been the nation of Israel. They have been trustworthy. Have they done things that are wrong? Absolutely. But overall, they have been trustworthy in their reports of war events and their reports of what they've done. It has panned out whenever they do the intelligence and they go back and look at everything. If you look at all these other wars, Israel has shown to be trustworthy and true and faithful. On the other hand, Hamas and the terrorists, they have lied and lied and lied. They've done nothing true, nothing trustworthy, nothing faithful. So if you're wondering, who do I trust when I watch the news? Look, the bottom line is, look toward those that have been trustworthy and been proven faithful. Look at the Moseses and Aaron's in the situation, which right now is going to be Israel as compared to those in Hamas. Again, I'm not saying that Israel's perfect. They don't even know God. I'm not saying they they wouldn't allow some misinformation to get out. I don't know the politics behind everything. But but historically, the last seventy-five years since they've been in the land, they have shown to be accurate in who and in, in things that have happened, such as rockets, events, whatever. But the the terrorists have always lied for their purposes. So when you watch the news You need to take with a huge grain of salt. Pretty much don't even listen to anything Hamas is saying because their father is Satan. And the Bible says he's a liar and the father of lies. And as Jesus said, you're going to be a liar just like your father. So although the Jews don't know God and although they're not righteous, you're going to see much more um, proven faithfulness over the years with Israel than you will with Hamas. And so, again, just kind of a general principle. Nobody's perfect. They're not going to do everything right. But there's a general principle. Uh, Yes, there are wicked people in Israel just like there are wicked people around the globe. But in general, those in Israel, again, and the leaders right now, they're being upfront and honest, and they're in war. We need to support them and stand with them in this horrible attack and horrible atrocity that's taking taken place uh, there in southern Israel, and it's still going on around the nation. We need to be praying for the nation of Israel, praying for protection for the troops, praying for wisdom for the leaders, praying for God to rebuke the enemy, and praying for a successful and quick campaign in dealing with Hamas as they go into Gaza, and that they get to go into Gaza. So I wish yeah. I had time to pray. I should have done that. But either way. You, well,
1: you got time to pray. Pray right Well, now. the music is started. That's so. okay. Go.
0: Lord, again, just your hand of protection over the nation of Israel. Give them wisdom. Protect them. Anybody in the Gaza Strip or Hamas that can be saved, save them. Bring them into your kingdom. You love them, too. But, God, they are the ones that have done this. And I know you're going to protect Israel. Guard them and use them. Give them wisdom and your grace. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. amen. Pastor Mark, thank you. Thank you, folks, for listening. Thewaymedia.net. You know it by now, but know some more when we get together and talk about more Signs of the Times next Friday at one thirty, right here on WIAM. Have a great weekend.